chapter 3, and most, I guess you preachers, everyone here probably preached this, but I hadn't. And uh, it's, it got to stir in my heart, and I got to seeing what God had done. My, my, you know, because I was going to, them verses there in, in, in uh, Corinthians, and I said, help me so good, let me just read them to you, and then we'll, we'll run right along. But in 2 Corinthians, this is help me, and Paul evidently never felt that sufficiency within himself. I thought about, you know, there in Timothy, he said, uh, putting me into the ministry, counting me faithful, he couldn't hardly believe it. But here, look what he says in verse 5, and this is not the message, but it's just something that's helped me more than anything in years. Verse 5 says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, and there's not a period there. It goes right into verse 6, who hath also hath made us. Boy, when I read that, able ministers of the New Testament, I thought, well, Lord, who am I? If God's making us, I sure don't want to cheat him. And really, if he's making you, you don't have to do a whole lot. He does the making. I can't do what I'm, I, mean, I just can't. But I have. <laughs> I'm still here. But I, I mean, that's what got me. To, and I was looking at this and I thought, oh my. And I know I'll I, I clear this right quick. I realize these, the verses that I'm going to read, uh, these blessings here are in particular talking to Israel. And I'm anxious for Israel to get restored. I want them to be. But when you read these verses, and I thought, boy, if they ought to shout and praise him and sing and give him glory, how much more? How much more should we? Oh, my. I tell you, I just love to find verses. Every once I heard Dr. Seitler saying, I've heard Brother McBride. And we'll be having him, by the way, we've got tonight, we'll kick off Sherathon. Brother McBride will be preaching every day. In the evening, he preached today both times at, at Anchor. And he'll preach again tonight. He'll preach this morning and tonight. But every day, 2 o'clock, Brother Brian McBride, not a better preacher anywhere. But I've heard him say that he heard Dr. Sattler say some years ago, look for Jesus on every page. I was reading this, and I guess I wasn't looking for it necessarily, but boy, he sure magnified himself to me. And when I like to find verses like this where I can see ourselves, see where we were and what God's done for us. And boy, I tell you, I got to look at this, and let me just read it, then we'll comment a little bit and get into the message. But verse 14, I said, this is talking to Israel, but you, when we get through, I believe you can, I won't do a bit of harm to the Scriptures, to type it out a little bit of what he's done for us. But he says, Sing, O daughters of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughters of Jerusalem. The Lord hath taken away thy judgment. He hath cast out thine enemy, the king of Israel. Even he, uh, even the Lord is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, 
Fear thou not, and to Zion let not thine hand be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. Is the, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the uh, solemn assembly who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, at that time I will undo, oh, I like that, undo all that um, uh, afflicted thee. I will save her that hateth and gather her that was driven out, and I will get them, uh, give them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. At that time I will bring you again, even the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among the, all people of the earth. When I turn back your captivity from your eyes, saith the Lord. Father, Lord, you know and I know without you, God, we can do nothing. Lord, I just turned a few minutes ago and read there out of Samuel. Oh, I know who you're talking to, but it, it helped me. You said, I will, Lord, come upon you, and you shall prophesy with them and be turned into another man. Lord, I need you. And Lord, all I can do within the flesh is just to put myself on the plate. God, put myself on the platter, and if you see fit to serve me, God, you will get the glory. And you know I want to be a help. I want to be a blessing. Lord, I want to be an encouragement to all of us. And what a week, Lord, you've, you've shown yourself mighty here in this week in this church. And God, I just can't hardly get over this building and all yet. But, Lord, it's not over, as Brother Shane said. And I pray you'd help us to be a blessing. And we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. But I was looking at this and I was thinking, you know, we can find ourselves, I guess we could say, worse shape than Israel was. Because you look at the, even in the first part of this chapter, it says, Woe unto her uh, that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice and received not correction. I was reading them verses and I thought, wouldn't we fit pretty close to that and beyond? Oh yeah, we was polluted and oppressing. We wasn't obeying. We was going the opposite direction. Oh, but God, I mean, we was under a woe. That's what it says there, you know. We was under God's judgment and on our way to hell. Oh, my, but God. Ephesians 2, we were dead in trespasses and sin, having no hope in this world, it says. But God, but God, where did God find you? Where did he find me? Oh, I tell you right now, he's rich in mercy. And grace and came where we were and quickened us together. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. I'm so glad. It's not of works lest any man should boast. But I tell you right now, verse 14, that helps sing, O Israel. And I thought if Israel ought to sing, how much more should I sing and rejoice and be glad? How much more should we? And they will again. I tell you, who were we? I marked this a few minutes ago over there in Romans. 
Romans chapter 9. I just spent the other day, it ain't been but just days ago, I was reading this, and I, I don't know that I ever got a hold of this, but you know there in verse 25 of chapter 9, and surely this is talking about us and comparing it to Israel. It says, and he, he saith unto OCI, we'll call them my people, notice now, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not my, not beloved, and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Who's it talking to? Talking to you and me. And it goes on and talks about Israel being as the sands of the sea, yet a little remnant saved. Look, goes on down and, and, and it says uh, there in verse uh, 30, it says, and what shall we say that the Gentiles, you realize that basically the most of the church are Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. By grace through faith are you saved, and that not of yourself is a gift of God. But look what it goes on and says. I've never seen up here in verse 28. said, he'll finish that, the work. And I ne I, I've read this, of course, many times. But it said, cut it short. In righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. What do you think that short work is? I believe it's the church being made up. The bride. Israel's set aside right now as such. They're going to be put back in. They're going to shout. They're going to sing. But how much more we've got the chance now? We ought to just get in. <laughs> we just old Gentile dogs had no heritage. <laughs> no merit. No goodness. <laughs> But plenty of God. <laughs> we got all the Him we want. We're wrapped in His righteousness. We're made in His image, made in His likeness. When He went to the cross and took my place, Second Corinthians five twenty one, a verse I cannot grasp. He was made sin. The Bible says that. Who knew no sin? But we, like two impossibles in our mind. He, hey, he's holy, he's pure, he's nothing else. And yet we're unrighteous. And how can we go be anything else? But we're made righteous. Old mountain preachers every day said, if I could just, un, just unzip, that's what he used to say. If you could just look in here, you'd see him. He made me righteous. He made me accepted. I'm not God, but I'm a in the family. that is ready. Children of God. We're in the family. We're on our way home. And it's all by God's grace and mercy. Oh, I tell you, it's just a blessing to read these verses. But oh, let me get into it. I'm, I'm getting carried away. But what he's done for you and me. Verse 15, is, is, and I, I know who it's talking to, but look at verse 15. 
He said, the Lord hath taken away thy judgment. Philip, we were, we were under the judgment of God. We were bound for it. We were under a cloud, a thick cloud. No way out. Mm. But he took that and he nailed it to the cross. That's what the Bible says. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. <laughs> you know, the devil aggravates you till you die. And he'll try, and boy, he'll think I've got him. But he'll never, you'll never get back under condemnation. I'm under the blood. Oh, my. I tell you right now, but the devil, I guess, he, he, he's, he don't learn easy. He'll try till you die to get you back under condemnation. In the, but it's impossible. No, no. <laughs> I tell you, he can't do it. But he, he'll, he'll try. But where that judgment is passed, that cloud's lifted. And the glorious light of the gospel came into our lives. And I thank God for Calvary. <laughs> uh, that sin's gone. Amen. When he was on the cross, the song is, I was on his mind. But also in that verse says, he hath cast out thine enemies. Boy, I tell you, the devil, he dethroned him. Aren't you glad? <laughs> I mentioned Ephesians 2. Them first three verses, boy, I'm glad it don't stop there. We're in the course of the world and by nature, children of wrath and all that. <laughs> don't you thank God for verse 4? But God. That's a person that delivered us. <laughs> He's the one that come where we were. And I'm so thankful for that. But God. I tell you, you know what? The devil... He'll aggravate you, but he has to work from the outside. <laughs> Greater is he that's within you. He's in us. The devil has to stay out here and try to aggravate us and poke at us. He can't get in, and he can't get you back under. He just has to give up when it's all over. He is defeated on Calvary. His hand is crushed. Oh, my. Boy, that ought to dawn on us. He's outside. He can't get in. Oh, the power of the blood. Jesus saw me. I tell you right now, as, as sheep having no shepherd, he came where I was, put me <laughs> on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm headed home. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says there in verse 15, he's in the midst of thee. Isn't that what it says? The Lord taken away my judgment, hath cast out thine enemies, the king of Israel, even he, the Lord, is in the midst of thee. You'll never take another step if you're saved that God ain't there. He can't leave you. I'll go with you always, even unto the end. Every step you take, he's in the midst of us. You preached it, Brother Saul, for you just grasped that. We oftentimes don't. We let the devil out here outside torment us but we've got him and it's real I ain't trying to preach something that ain't so we've got him and he can't leave us we're sealed oh my I tell you if you ever get a hold of that you might have a spell sure enough oh yeah I tell you right now he's with us and he's in us <laughs> Ain't that good? 
you're, the Bible says you're more than conquerors through him. And more than conquerors. He's in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. <laughs> Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. I'll never leave you, never forsake you. I'll go with you even unto the end. Do you realize there is no end with the Lord? He's eternal. I'm eternal. Oh, this old flesh, this may be the last message ever preached. I don't know. I'm going to lay it down. But I got somebody inside of me. I'm headed out of here. Amen. Because with God there is no end. He's eternal. And I tell you, it goes on. And what he'll do uh, for you and me. There, uh, God in the midst of thee. What verse 17 says. The Lord God, thy God in the midst uh, is mighty. <laughs> That's what Brother Saul tried to preach about. Oh, you talk about he's mighty. And uh, I tell you. Uh, and he'll save. That's what that verse says also. The Lord is God is in the midst of thee. He will save. <laughs> you're as safe as if you're already in heaven. Mm. Past, present, future. <laughs> Isaiah, in fact, Isaiah 12, I believe it is, that the Lord is my salvation. Well, I've already been there. But every day I need him. It says at the end of that same verse, says he also has become my salvation. Why, without him... We, we would be destroyed. But we're bulletproof as far as the devil taking us out. Yeah. It's popped my mind. I had a man one time trying to argue about eternal security. And boy, he's just a, said, oh yeah, he said, I know God. But since you can take yourself out of God's hand, you know what I told him? Start walking. <laughs> I said, he's got all the waters in the palm of his hand. You wear out a long time before you ever get across it. Start walking. You ain't going to get out of the hand. You can't get out of the hand of God. We're in for keeps. But we do need that daily salvation. No doubt we have, we have fears. I mean, I ain't sticking my head in the sand. They're spiritual Times we're cold and indifferent, and we fight old self more than anything. <laughs> Most of the time, brother, who it, brother Saul said a while ago, he doubted if the devil ever come around much. <laughs> it's old flesh and the de just self, but we fight the world and, of course, the uh, cares of life. But he'll save. That's what that verse says. There, there is no name under heaven whereby men must be saved. But thank God for His promises. And boy, there's some good ones here. We just applying it, but he'll. Re this is what helped me a bunch. Goes on there in verse 17. I can't imagine hardly this, but it says he will rejoice over thee <laughs> with joy. Can you imagine that? <laughs> but I believe with all my heart when we let grace do its work and daily live, and just when it just claim that salvation. Let the Lord do it. And I tell you, we, we bring, uh, when grace works in our life, uh, it, it brings gladness to the heart of God. That we're trusting Him. Uh, we daily practice that Isaiah 12, too. I mean, every day, 1 John 1, 9, you know what that is? That's our wash basin. We all sin. But if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all 
you get a shower at least once a week or every day. I try to take one a day. Sometimes I don't, but my wife fusses at me if I don't. So rather than have a fuss, I'll get a shower. <laughs> no, I just tease him. <laughs> I love my wife, but she's very ticky. I've seen her mop and wax floors at 2 or 3 in the morning. She can't stand a teacup in the sink overnight. <laughs> That's better than some I know, though. But I, so I won't fuss at her. <laughs> I've wished a lot of times she'd come on and go to bed, but she's got to have that house. You could eat off the floor a lot of times, I guess. Anyway, that's just the way it is, but that's her. But thank God for her. <laughs> Amen. We've been together 60 years past July, and I'd do it again. And I realize it's all grace. You know, here just uh, recent, I was reading, I, I believe his brother T.R. Moore or somebody have had a book, and it said there's 38 times in the Old Testament the word grace, but the New Testament's 138. <laughs> and I thought, we're in the New Testament age. Grace, 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 grace. Everywhere you look, it's grace. Except for the grace of God, we'll be consumed. His mercies are new every morning. Oh, my. Oh, I tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. But over there in the book of Romans, Romans chapter, what is chapter 5, I think it is. And uh, let me turn over there right quick. I didn't mark this. I should have. Romans 5, 11. You know the verse, I'm sure. Where it says, in verse 11, it says, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I mean, we joy in him and he joys in us. Can you imagine that? God can't rejoice maybe over these marred vessels and defeated vessels. But oh, I tell you, if we'll just walk with him. And I stand amazed that God and does joy over me. And on down here, it talks about him singing over us. Can you imagine the Lord? He's personal. I don't understand it, but he can meet one-on-one on one on all of us. Sometimes he treats me like I was an only child. You've heard that song. <laughs> you can't limit God. You can't put him in a box. I go to India, I go to Africa, I go to Egypt, but I watch them rejoice. They may not understand a word I say, but you get to preaching truth with somebody by my side in their language. <laughs> they get to rejoicing. That same Holy Spirit will work. Amen. But I stand amazed that God can joy over me and over you. But when I believe this, though, but when we sing and joy over him, that causes him to sing and joy over us. I want to please him, don't you? Let him know how you appreciate it. It don't hurt to say thank you, God. Every once in a while, you don't have to be in church. to say, Lord, I thank you for Calvary. <laughs> have a glory spell on this side and the other one. He's worthy of both. We will shout up there. You may have been quiet down here, but you wait till you get up there and see them big angels are saying, holy, holy, holy. We'll jump up and say, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You wait till you get in Romans, in Revelation chapter 4 and 5. 
going to break out. Whether you like it or not, so you'll like it and you get up there. These people really don't care for this shouting, you know. This church is labeled, you know that? This is a shouting church. But listen, I was preaching one, what, like week four last? Up in Tennessee, a mission conference, would you believe? You know, Alan Barker. Brother Stenick died. He's helped me. Now. We've been there for two or three years together, you know. But <laughs> Boy, when that offering come in last year, Brother Stenick myself, and it went, he wouldn't believe it. The pastor leaned over to him and said, Brother, what do you want to pray? I'm nervous as a cat. said, I've got 92 missionaries. He said, I'm afraid it won't come in. Well, they counted the faith promise cards, and he said, go back and count that again. Well, when they brought it that time and he announced it, it went up $50,000. And they started shouting. They lined up, children, women, men, marching around that church and shouting. Well, this year, he said, preacher, I don't know. And they had 92 missionaries last year and we got up there this year. And by the way, it went up to, it went to 175, but they 100, 185 come in. It ain't big as this church. You think God can? <laughs> well, anyway, this year, he said, Brother, I don't know. I'm nervous as a cat. That's his saying. And he's a great man. I love him. Oh, my, Wayne Sexton. But anyway, this year it went to 203,000. They took on eight more missionaries. Nine last year, 92. We had 109. We got there, and now they got eight more. And it just keeps rolling. How you going to explain that? That big hand of God. Would, would he just do that for them? My wife sitting there, she got a burden a few time back for Mickey Cofer. I seen your picture out there. She got a burden to print that children's literature and just started, heard me preach a message on lend me some loaves. Three is big from God, but verse 8 said, many as you need, many as needeth. Every day I hear it say, Lord, I need some loaves. Every Monday I go to the bank and I deposit for Mickey Cofer. I told her last week I was going to hire her to book me. She's prayed in over $26,000, nothing but prayer. Lend me some loaves. She taught a ladies' meeting last week. I took her Monday night. Come out. I said, well, did you have a good time? 600 $468. She taught 20 ladies. How do you do that? Leave me some loaves. Over $26,000. I took her. She didn't even know Mickey Cofer, but God, she knew God. God put that burden in her heart and she started praying. She prayed to hear her sing today when she sung. Well, didn't know I was going to mention that, but I'm just telling you, we're hooked into something pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. Oh, my. And he, I like that, what the latter part of that verse says. Boy, I don't know where I can get a hold of this or not. Said in verse 17, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty 
He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. But look here. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. And I got to think about that. He'll rest for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, but don't you guess when somebody gets saved? <laughs> He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. <laughs> oh, he'll look back at Calvary just as comfortable as worth it. <laughs> he don't even consider all the stripes and all that. He rests in his love. Oh, and for the whole world. He rests every time somebody gets saved that makes him just so comfortable. It's worth it. Amen. I don't believe he's ever regretted one second of going to Calvary. <laughs> Look, sitting here. <laughs> it's worth it. Amen. Oh, my. I tell you, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. How he rests in that, that he paid the price and he's happy with it. Mm, an everlasting love, never failing love, an omnipotent, divine love, a love greater than death. For God so loved the world. I tell you, but he rests in salvation's plan. He's satisfied it's for the whole world if we just get it to him. Don't that make you want to go tell somebody? Oh, I tell you, if he rests in it, why am I going to worry about it? If he's comfortable with it, why can't I tell it to be comfortable with it? I do. I don't go to Egypt to see the pyramids. I don't go to Israel necessarily to see the tomb. And I've been there years ago and get over in the tomb and lay down in it. I've seen the pyramids so much, I don't even go over there. But I go preach. <laughs> I rest assured it'll work. Preaching last year in India, I had 26 saved. This year in Dubai, I got to baptize four Muslims. Baptized seven. Had four of them as Muslims. Went to India, had 12 Hindus saved. Dedicated. Why should I worry? All I do is try to walk with him. He'll make you, Brother He has made you, and he's still making you. We'll just relax in him and rest in his plan. I didn't choose to get in. I can't believe I'm in, but you can't get me out. The devil can't get me out. I'm in for keeps. Oh, my. Rest in the Lord. Isn't that what Psalm what was 37 Wait patiently, <laughs> delight thyself in the Lord, amen, trust in the Lord, I, I don't remember all that, commit thy way unto the Lord, that's all we got to do, folk, I tell you, the steps of a good man, and that's no goodness on our part, we was a rotten mess, <laughs> like it says in our, our, our text, you know, boy, there's bad shape in that first chapter, well, we was worse than that, but look at us now, <laughs> But I rest, and he rests, and when he rests, because I rest, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, <laughs> but, but I do believe, I believe verse 14, 
gives us something that we uh, should do for him. Verse 14 says, talks about that singing unto him, you know. But play, praise, and I believe this. I believe that's all he wants. Because we know we can't do nothing. And he hates pride. If you thought you could do it, you're, you're deaf. God hates a proud look. But if you'll just let him do it, he's making us rest in that. Praise his blessed name. Surely we ought to praise the Lord from, I mean, with our whole heart, the Bible says. All of our hearts. Psalm 107, verse 15 is a good backup verse on that, I guess. Uh, uh, but anyhow, I guess some of you can even quote it better than I could even turn and read it. But I think it's 107. Turn over there right quick. Psalm, well, if I get to it, I go too far. Here it is. Psalm 107. And verse 15, look what it says. And it says this four times, by the way, in this chapter. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 8 says that. Verse 15 says that. Verse 21 says that. Verse 31 says that. So I'd say we'd just come out pretty good if we'd just start praising him. I ain't say put on this. I don't like this old modern. It bothers me when our praise and worship team. We all ought to be a praise and worship team. But not an organized. No, I don't believe in that. But I'm telling you. <laughs> but I know one thing. There's uh, coming a day when. And, and I like the thought of Israel going to get to do this. But we know what it is now. <laughs> Amen. We're at the, I believe we're at the door. Well, I, I was reading this, and I don't know where, over here in Isaiah uh, chapter 65, I think it is, in verse um, uh, 17. Uh, verse 65, verse 17 says, For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind, but ye, but be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For I behold and I create Jerusalem. Look, a rejoicing, a rejoicing and her people of joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall, shall be no more heard in her. For the voice of crying, or the voice of crying. I'm anxious when Israel will get to enjoy that. But ha right now we can enjoy that. And we do. And I'm do I believe we're at the door, though, of seeing Israel back in. But we're going to think where we're going to be. Amen. But their king is, and is our redeemer. And I'm glad that I know that. How we ought to though, rejoice and pray and shout and stand up. The Bible says stand up and bless the Lord. And I'm not, I wouldn't try to get you to do something, but, but the Bible inherits the, I mean, he, he gets excited when we get to praising him and thanking him. If you don't believe it, you try it. <laughs> How we ought to be. Just a, and he has done great things for us. You know that. Uh, my, I could read a lot of verses, but, uh, and it's not going to run out. I don't know how long I'll have. I'm getting old. I can't hardly believe it. 
Faye was coming up by our men to go, and I had her by the hand. She said, it's hard to realize how old we really are, ain't it? Well, I told a fellow here a few weeks ago, I said, well, I guess I'm pushing 80. He said, take courage. Just wait till you start pulling it. So evidently, it may get a little worse when I start pulling it, but I'm enjoying pushing it right now, so I'm going to take advantage of it. But we just ought to thank him to church today for him, praise him, joying him, do all we can while we can. <laughs> the old Cindy used to say, I want to do all I can while I can, everywhere I can, it when I can, I won't wish I would have when I could have. So the day's coming when I want. But be like, I, I was reading right here, close. You know, in Habakkuk, well, the devil tried to discourage Habakkuk, but here's what he said. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, Neither shall the fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fail. The field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stall. Look what Habakkuk said. Yet I will. Several times David said I will. My mouth. My lips. He said I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. But look what happens when you do that, what God says. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places, the chief singer of my stringed instrument. God can, boy, when he ever comes on the scene, you'll never get used to it. I don't care. I've been preaching, like I said, all these years, and I, I've not got used to watching God yet. And I'm talking about, and most, some of you know me. I'm nothing. <laughs> but money-wise, I've had $100,000 three times laid in my hand to use whatever I wanted to do. And I don't know God a penny. I'll say that again. I don't know God one cent. It's all in the work of the Lord. I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars have flowed through my hands, but it's all for the gospel. <laughs> I started out giving about $8 a month for me and my children. <laughs> I never seen a missionary. I never heard a faith promise. But we discussed it and decided to give $5 for me and faith and a dollar apiece. We had three children wound up with seven. That's back in the 60s. It ain't never been a year. One year the devil got to aggravate me and I said, Devil, you better leave me alone or I'll double it. And he didn't leave me alone and I did double it. But God just kept it, and it just keeps it coming. Where do you get it? Lend me some loans. God's got it. You ain't going to overdraw on his bank. Not for the right purpose. Oh, I tell you, I love to read Psalm 23. The Lord my shepherd. I remember when Brother Charles, when you may have been there, and I always had a devotion at the children's home, you know, and had somebody, staff member. Well, ever who it was, supposed to have done it. They didn't, I don't know whether they are sick or what. I just jumped up and read the 23rd Psalm. All day it went through my mind. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. I went home to eat lunch with my wife for a minute. and she, I said, I believe God's going to try to give me a message if I didn't have time to stop and think. And I just started, Lord is my shepherd, and added all the days of my life. I said, I want all the days of my life. He leadeth me all day. <laughs> I just added every little phrase and just, just added all the days of my life. And it's been that way down through the years. i tell you right now, but the Lord is our helper. He's a very present helper. And I'm so glad 
and, and by the way, sheep have no fear as long as they can just see the shepherd. <laughs> little dibbies, God uses that. Dibby, you know what, that little chicken? As long as they feel them feathers around them, they ain't no worry. They may be a big hawk right up there, but they don't know it. They're under that mama's wing. Well, scrooge up to him. That's a mountain talk, but you understand it. <laughs> if you're afraid, just scrooge up to Jesus. I tell you, he'll take them fears. <laughs> but we ought to, verse 16, I'll close. Verse 16 says, In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion. But here's the phrase I want to take out. Let not thy hand be slack. You know, sometimes slack hands is a sign of a slack heart. And if we'll just get a hold of this. Let God do it. He's the one who's doing the making us. <laughs> I tell you, what a joy, though, to be a servant of the Lord. And he makes us able-bodied ministers. Everybody can do something. He said, well, I can't. Well, you can. You may not teach a class, but you could spend a little time praying for those that do. <laughs> and help them do what you can. Amen. God's counting on us, though, to be faithful. And we ought to serve him as though he was right there. And he is, really. Looking on, you'll never be out of here. He's watching every step you make, everything you do. And the Bible said it's required of a steward that he be found faithful. And I tell you, if we just just get a hold of that. But the other day, I was sitting there in my chair, and I wrote this down. We're hooked in something pretty strong. And you know, over there, is it Leviticus, ain't it, where it said that took that scapegoat and a fit man <laughs> took him into the wilderness. Here's what I wrote down. We serve a fit man. That's Jesus. It said, <laughs> fit, I, I just wrote this down. You could preach it, I guess, if you wanted to, but I just had it on a little scrap piece of paper. I had it there beside my desk. It says, I put, he's fit for our faults and our failures. He's fit for our fight. He's fit for our following. He's fit for our family. He's fit for our fainting. He's fit for our future. He's fit for our frustrations. <laughs> oh, he's fit for our hurting, hurt feelings. He's fit for our finances. He's fit for our faith. Fit for our fatality. We were on our way to hell. But he is fit. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad you know him? Oh, I'm so glad. What an honor to be here. Please pray for us. Pray God will help us. Pray for Sherathon. God will meet the need. We have to raise a lot of money. But God's got it. In fact, I'll be preaching on the radio uh, at 5 o'clock or 5.30 if you can get WGCR. Just on a sort of a Sherathon message. But I would like to invite all of you, if you don't have any, we'll be kick off tonight. Every day, we'll have some of the best singing. The, the, the Agee family was here last night. They'll be there and many, many others. Some of the finest, cleanest people I know on earth will be singing. Brother McBride, Rudy 